You are listening to the Spark Influence Podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts. Hey, y'all, we are back, and I thought it would be fun to share some exciting news as we start this episode of the Spark Influence podcast. So in Spark Media, we have a network of podcasters, and on Monday of this week, we launched the Spark Collective YouTube channel, which is short, inspirational videos from a variety of podcasters. And so if you like YouTube or you prefer to watch videos, I encourage you to subscribe to the Spark Media Collective channel for some encouragement. I also wanted to start off this episode by saying thank you so much to all of our incredible listeners. We've been getting texts, messages, and people have been leaving us reviews like this one from Keitha that says, amazing, authentic, thankful for this amazing and authentic podcast hosts. They are a blessing to all who know and listen to them. Blessed to be both. Love the honesty and the desire to pursue excellence in all they do. Another one says, love their hearts. We have so many. And because of all of these fantastic reviews that you have left us, this show, after only four episodes, is already ranked in the top 5% of all podcasts globally. And I think that's something to celebrate. What do you think, sweetie? Yeah, it's pretty neat. That and we did celebrate our 30 year anniversary this week. So it's been just a week full of celebration. Indeed. Yeah. So as we were talking and preparing for this week's episodes, we, we kind of alluded to this subject matter when I asked you about how your faith plays out at your work. And you were like, yeah, that's a whole episode in itself. So that's what we thought we where we would go back to sort of a business leadership focus today and talk about, you know, you said, you know, we have one face when we're at home and one face when we're in public and one face when we're at work. And why can't we have the same face all the time and be the same person all the time? So that's kind of the question that I'd like to, for us to explore. And I want to frame it around this verse that comes from 1 Corinthians 10 31. And it says, so whether you eat or drink, drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So as a believer, you know, I think that's just the thing that people should know us by our excellence and the way that we do our work and also in just our character. You mentioned that in the way that we treat people. But I want to ask you, Peter, why do you think people have one face that's a business face, one face that's a family face, or another one they may have with their church friends, another one in their social life? Why is that? Yeah, that's that's a pretty multifaceted question, right? Part of it is, so let's segment it in for business, let's segment it into there are, you know, since the dawn of HR departments, Things have gotten a lot more complicated in offices, and there are lots of rules and and bylaws and regulations that they put out that says you can behave and 
this way. You can say things this way. There's things you can't say. You can't, you know, cause cause discomfort to other people. There's a lot of things that, you know, that, that are regulated in organizations, especially as they get bigger in size. But that private public work persona thing is, so if I take my home persona of me, the face I, I put at home, that's a very different, there's no barriers. There's no guards. I am, I am who I am at home. And I may use language and words that I would never use in the workplace, right? I call you butterfly or I call you mom. Like, But I'm not going to go to work and have that kind of same familiarity or, or relaxedness with, with individuals at work. Publicly, you're a different person just because you're out and you need to there, – there has to be some shields and protection that you put up, right? You can't go out and just be the fully exposed you that's at home, right? And it doesn't mean you're dishonest. It doesn't mean you're being deceptive. It just means it's a different facet of who you are in that space. In the business, it's even more constrained because you have to be really careful about what you say, how you say it, how you treat people, right? There's there's a, all of the personal space rules and, and how do you treat individuals, whether it's in a meeting or, or, or just in general, like even email, right? Even the face that you put up in email is not the, the you it is this structured formalized interaction that occurs and that's and there's that's usually very protective right you, you can't come in and and you know sort of if you take the mad men style like 50s how an office was then it's very different now right there's lots of different there's men and women in the workplace right there's different nationalities people from all over the world so there's this a, a real complex sort of dance you have to do where you walk a really tight line so you put that face on that's the person you become in work. It doesn't mean that, and I like how you started because it, the goal and aspiration is for someone to know you're a Christian without asking you you're a Christian. It's, it's kind of like those jokes, like how to tell me you're a Christian without telling me you're a Christian, right? So <laughs> right. it's kind of like that. So you want that. You want to show love and, and respect and for others all the time, regardless of the face you're wearing. That should always be how you are. And without dropping Christian code words, right? Like you don't have to always say, well, I was so blessed this morning. Like those are just, that's like Christian secret handshakes, right? Everyone, <laughs> Christianese. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, Christianese is even better, right? So those things all should be peppered and salted through your personalities and your personas, but there are a lot more shields up. And I just want to emphasize it's not a deceptive face. It's just a constrained or guarded persona that you interact in business with. It's much different. Yeah. Well, and that's a really great point because we are to be the light of the world and we are to be salt, right? So what does it mean to be salt and light, right? We don't want to be so salty that we actually turn people away from Jesus right. or we don't want to misrepresent the Lord in any kind of way so that people are like, well, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want to be that. So it's actually, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a burden and a, and a responsibility, not like in a drudgery, but just like it's a great responsibility that we have because we may be the only Jesus that somebody sees in their life if they don't go to church. If they, and so they will know us by our love for them. That's what the word says. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I don't think that, that can be overemphasized, right? Like how, how you are the guarded and yes, there's words you can't say and you can't there's things you can't do in an office, right? There, and, and just companies in general. It doesn't matter if you're working at Chick-fil-A or Whataburger or work for Goldman Sachs, right? Like that's, there. there's rules and things you have to adhere to. Those color and shape, the persona you're going to put on, 
right? But you're still going to want to try to shine through, and that comes from just loving others, right? And just being that light, and then that that'll that they'll recognize that, and you can do all of that without breaking any of those rules. Now, some of the more tech companies are that's really, it's a more dangerous territory, right? Because you know it's kind of like you bring your Bible and read it at lunch. Like there's people who've been fired from companies like that because they're doing that. So now we're, then we cross over. It's like the mild persecution realm, right? But if you're in if you're in Silicon Valley, you should expect a much different interaction, and you're going to have a very different face. You're going to have a very guarded persona that that you're going to put up, even though you still want to be and who you are. Which this is a sad indictment on where we are societally right that that we would have to even be that like i should be able to be proud and have and say that i'm constitutionally protected to be that way right but it's still a a battleground right now absolutely and you know something else that we talked about this weekend that i hadn't planned on bringing up but i think it's it's appropriate there was a large you know big four consulting firm that you worked for and you said that there was uh, like during pride month they were giving out stickers for everybody to put on their computer computers, like making you embrace an ideology that goes against your Christian values and beliefs. Right. And so let's talk about that for a minute. So when you are in a culture that is pro something that goes against your Christian values, like what did you do in that situation? How did you handle it? Did you take the pride sticker? Did you put it on your computer? You know, do you donate to organizations that you know are supporting abortion or like Tell us how you handle that in the workplace. So that specific instance, there's no job on earth that is worth more than my values and my morals that I live by, right? So I'm not going to compromise those. I'm not going to be necessarily adversarial or overtly confrontational about it. I just said no. And it was, it was, it was heavily suggested and it was very noted if you were not, if you didn't have these things, right? If you weren't putting those on your laptop or you weren't signing up for uh, whatever it is they were doing for their events, it was noted that you were not there. And it probably would impact you like from a review process or maybe a bonus thing down the line. You would never know it, but it would definitely have some kind of impact, right? But I, I to me, I was like, no, this is not, you know, can I, because I, I, at the time I asked, can I, stick put cross stickers on my can I put cross stickers on my on my laptop and they're like no these are the these are the things that were you know you're allowed to put I'm like okay so no I'm not gonna put it right if I can't put what I want they're like well no that we have a, a you know the policy says we only have an allowed number of stickers and I'm like yeah well I could offend the client like I maybe I could offend the client by going with this you know just as easily as other people could be offended by it so there's no generic non-offensive thing right except a company made the company logo or something right and so that I was just a flat no, right? And there was no impact. They weren't a, they, the, at the time. You know, this was probably back in 2013 or so. But they were not. There was no repercussions for it. But I definitely made it known that no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And so when you're at work and you are, you, you let's go back to that. You, you know, you talked about the office complications of HR and, you know, that that can make things fan. challenging. But you in your career, you've worked with, because of being in technology, it's like an episode of Star Trek, yeah, right? You have but men and women and all nationalities and some of your uh, even really good friends have have become 
people of, you know, a Muslim faith. And so I think you both came to a a point where you, you know, know that that's something you disagree on, but it's not an issue. You've kind of seen past that and have been able to develop not just a great working relationship, but also a great friendship, right? And so you can respect the other person's viewpoint. And I think that's something that we have a a hard time in our culture right now because people make assumptions. If you're a Christian, then you must be X. Or if you're not a Christian, then you must be that, right? Yeah. I mean, so the problem is the collective or the masses is a very different engagement than the personal, right? So you could say, if say you had some negative feeling or opinion about Muslims in general, right? And you don't, I don't like them. They're, they're, they're X, Y, and Z. And you you have no belief in that. And that's fine. But when you collect, when you consume them as a collective group and you're never going to get through, you're never going to find the information you need to find. You're never going to have relevant information. It's going to be just like this, you know, shadow that you're trying to fight. Right. But when you get down to the individual, when you get down to the single person, like this individual that, that you're talking about, I, we became friends and we worked together and I flat out asked him, I said, I have real serious questions about Muslim faith. I don't understand some things. And he said, let's have lunch and just ask me what you want. It's not adversarial. I'm not accusing you. I just not, I'm not going to read the Quran. So I want to know some things. Right. And I, I, these are the things I think I know is what I've been told. And you can tell me this. And there were some things that he was like, that's a hundred percent wrong. Like, that's not how it works. Like, and then he would show me, this is actually what it says. Like it, you know, you were wrong about this. He, the man is not so lorded over. Actually, if he leaves, he's got to leave the woman with the house and everything. It was like a very interesting conversation. Right. And then, so we had, that was conversely, we turned around cause he had misconceptions about Christianity and we had great conversations and we are friends to this day. And I've known him since 2003 and we have lunch you know, very frequently. And, but we had an honest, open conversation and I could see him for him. Now he knows I'm working on him to bring him to our side. (laughs) He he doesn't try to convert me, but I've always tried to convert. We Christians have the, the, the mandate to go out and make more Christians, right? He, he doesn't, he has a different mandate somewhat in the, in the Quran. Right. So, but that, and so, but that conversation that we've been remained friends for a long time and I still pray for him and we're in, we'll work through that. And I've had several like that, right? I've had some friends from, from India and I've had some, some Buddhists and some Hindu friends like that are all, we've had very honest conversations at, at the individual level, not adversarial, not, I'm not beating you over the head with my Bible. I'm just having a conversation. And that was from me developing a relationship with the business persona, Peter, right? To the more out friend, Peter, right? Like casually in the world. And then we became friend friends, and that was the much more intimate ring that allowed us to have these very honest conversations about a lot of different things, right? And so, especially our religions, which is, you know, next to bringing up abortion, your religion's going to, it's going to light things on fire, right? You can have very contentious conversations. So, it, yeah, that, that persona can impact you, but it also can be a bridge, right? I use that work persona as a bridge to become co-working friends so that I could transition to a much deeper conversation. Yeah, that's that's really good. 
So let's get back to this theme of the episode, which is having different faces. So when I left the corporate world and came home, I was home all the time, right? So I was wife and mom and y'all were my full-time job. And all of my friends that I hung out with were all believers, right? And so I have a little bit of a Pollyanna-ish attitude now that I am in, you know, the, the corporate world, the business world of podcasting with Spark Media, you know, I've had some interactions with people who, you know, have different motivations or different things that I'm used to because I'm, I am kind of the same person no matter where I am. I think that's my little sort of living in a Christian bubble for a long time has allowed me to do that. And I think some of my difficulties that I have experienced now, you know, being back, I'm unapologetic about my faith. You are. Yeah. Your different faces are very slightly shifted, right? So I would like to hear, because it's very different for women in business than it is for men, right? That's still a very different world. I'd like to hear you talk a little more about like, so when you were at Enron or when you were recruiting, like you were in the traditional space of office, how, how, how different, I mean, think back to that face for you and like, how different was that for you? Cause you had to be very different. Like you were, you were, had to be a different person, especially in Enron. Yeah. But really I, with what I did as, as a, I, I was recruiting. So I was in the HR department, but I was in the recruiting portion of it. And so most of my interactions were, I sat in a cubicle and had a, you know, my phone and my computer and I went through resumes and made calls and reached out to people and had conversations for people because at that time, everybody wanted to work at Enron. Sure. Right. So a lot of what I did was weeding through the resumes, finding quality qualified candidates. And then I had some amazing co-workers that I worked with. And and my boss at the time, too, was an incredible leader. And then I got to work from home, which was unheard of back then. So that for me, that experience, I don't think was that much different because I really was only downtown in the office, you know, a day or two a week. And then... Yeah, but there's still the, the, you know, accidental coffee encounter and we have the weekly meeting or whatever that has to happen, right? Those things, that's where those interactions occur, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably, you know, for me, that was more of Whitaker because when I was a recruiter at Whitaker, we had the big conference table every Monday morning. We all had to, you know, give the status report of what was happening. And there was definitely, you know, office politics and those kind of things, which I've never been good at. I speak my mind. I say what I'm thinking. And sometimes I speak before I think. And all of those things can... It's good you have your own company. Yeah. (laughs) All those things can get me in trouble, right? But I think, you know, the point is really to get back to the core of the episode is for us to try to be, even if we're constrained, to be a Christ follower and to be an image bearer as we, you know, go out into the world, whether that is going to a restaurant like last night when we went to the restaurant for our anniversary, we made friends immediately with the manager who gave us special treatment. Then we became friends with our our waiter, right? We um, endeared them very quickly. And then the next thing we know, we're we're in the conversation with the the back waiters and the other people. And then we're talking to the the great couple that was sitting next 
door to us who was was celebrating their anniversary as well. And so I think that that part of us, and in, in not in a work environment, but in a more you know casual setting, I think something that you've just taught me really well over the years is just, it doesn't matter who you talk to, if it's the CEO of a company or if it's the janitor, you talk to each and and everyone and you're just kind and you just have a skill of, you know, making people feel at ease and making them feel comfortable and making them feel, you know, seen and heard and and making that connection with them. Yeah, that's, that's the best example of being a Christian, right? I don't have to wear a giant cross and a preacher hat and then come in and give a sermon every time I talk to somebody. That's made for Christians who are Christians, right? That's the interaction. Christians interact differently with Christians than they do with the world or unknowns. So respect, just basic respect, and know that they're all humans. And like you told me yesterday or this morning, they're all created in God's image, right? So every single person has value and worth regardless of what they do or where they live or what they have, right? Matter of fact, all of that should be non-considered. You should just know that they're a human being and you should have a genuine interaction with them. It's a very important thing because the world is very judgy. The world is super judgy, right? And it's the bag you carry and the car you drive and your zip code matters more to the rest of the world then the fact that you're just a human being who has a rich tapestry of experience in life, they have a heart that can love, like all of those things is what we should talk about and we should care about. Not that you're carrying a Louis Vuitton bag and that you're super cool with your cocoa sunglasses, right? Like that should, that's, that's triviality is dust, right? It doesn't matter. You, none of that goes with you. So interact with people that way. That's how you can still have that other face, but it's still, you're still not sacrificing your Christian motivation, who you are, right? You're not hiding it. You're not putting your lamp under a bushel. You're still using it, but you're doing it in a more measured way, right? It's like combat with a bow as opposed to hand-to-hand, right? You're, you're, you're doing this farther away, so it's important. Yeah, I love that you brought that up about image bearers. You know, if we are bearing the image of Christ and understanding that everyone we encounter is also an image bearer, whether we agree with them on their politics or their religion or their work ethic, if we can see them in light of the way that God sees them, I think that's a game changer. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to circle back, I, it's some, it's kind of hard to explain sometimes. And there's a really good saying, the Japanese have a saying about that. You have the the face you show yourself, your real true face, and then the face you show your spouse, and then your public, and then your leaders. I can't remember the exact saying. I should have looked it up before this. But if you sit back and analyze your interactions with the world, you'll realize, oh, yeah, this is what I do, right? People behave differently in different scenarios. And that's natural human We've learned that for a long time to be more chameleon type behavior, but it we don't ever peel away or hide or cover up the core of that, which is the, for a Christian, it's it's your belief and your love and your mission, which is to make you know disciples of everyone, right? So that's always should be there in the back of your head, even though you're like, well, I'm going to come at this in a little different way because. Full frontal attack may not work. I may come from the side and be very subtle and and just love them, right? That's the one that works. That's what wins. That's what, like last night when we went out, we were just kind and loved the people around us. And we ended up having 
an amazing time, got the best seat in the house, and, you know, had, had a lot of fun with all the people around us, and it was just a tremendous experience. Better, We had a better experience than other tables in the restaurant because we were just loving them, right? And it was just a fun time. So you can do that in all your interactions every day, right? And I fall over for that. Like this morning, you were chastising me for, <laughs> I was very annoyed with somebody, but, you know, that's just part of our struggle, right? Every day, you're going to trip, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall down. But don't stop. Don't stop doing that. That's right. And and I think if we can can try to be, you know, the same person. And you're right. There's there are times I, I can remember when when I was growing up with my friends, and you know, there's certain slang or vernacular that people say. And if I hung out with them for a long time, then I would start saying those same sort of things. And so I think that we need to be careful. It's a good lesson about who we're spending our time with and how we're, we're letting our interactions affect us. And so if we have that negative interaction in the workplace that we're not bringing that frustration oh you know, for sure home oh, yeah, yeah. into yeah. our home environment all right and and I think all of that kind of goes to like giving people some grace too we need yeah. a little more grace in the world everybody needs it every day right leave don't don't take the baggage home and don't believe your own press like just really <laughs> two 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 biggest things right you know take that for the for the for the traditional model of the father's working coming home park your car sit in the car for five minutes Put all your work away in your head, say a prayer, and then go in and be with your family and be there, right? Learn to segment those things off and cut them off and put it away. Because and my dad used to say, don't worry about work. It'll always be there. There's always more work to do all the time. But there is no more time with your family and your spouse. So put those things away. Turn that face off. Give them the home face. Yeah, that's a little bit harder to do as an entrepreneur when you are at home with your work yeah, and we your go family outside. all <laughs> the time. Go outside and park, <laughs> sit in the car and turn, turn it off. But yeah, it is. That's uh, Entrepreneurship is a different episode because, and I think we should address that because the work from home culture now, there's no off. Like, when do you stop? Like, I'll go pick up my laptop and I'm looking at 11 o'clock at night and I'm doing client emails. And I'm like, well, why am I doing this? You know? And I think for somebody like me who has a very strong work ethic, very type A, very driven, like that is hard for me to do to rest. And I can always find something to do, whether it's work in the house or work, you know, other work. So. Yeah, yeah. That's probably an, a whole entire episode. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, turn off your Zoom face. Like, whatever, that that's your, you know, the Zoom face you have for work. Turn it off if you're a home worker. So, I think that that is a great place to end this episode. Any final thoughts? No, thank you for this topic, like, coming up. I mean, we, we kind of sorted this on the weekend, but this is a great topic. I want to keep diving into the intricacies of how we do all of these things, right? Business family life right so it's a great topic i look forward to next week with you all right thanks 